Welcome to Beers and Backfire Podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Jordan. I'm Pierce. I'm Jacob. And we're going to be talking about random-ass car stuff for the next couple of hours. <laughs> maybe, maybe also some non-car stuff. Also, yeah, also non-car. And probably beer stuff also. Also beer stuff. Corey, what are you, what are you drinking over there, buddy? Do you got anything? I am drinking uh, Two Claw from Westbrook Brewing. It is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like it, and that's why there's a bunch of it in my fridge. <laughs> uh, two Claw and One Claw, I think we had a bunch of it. One day for a party or something like that, didn't we? And uh, like, Gibb got a bunch. That's and gave what it, it was. To us. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not one to turn down free beer, but uh, it has just sat because I don't like it. Yeah, it's just Is a wit. No, it's, it's an IPA. IPA. All right, it's, it's a ripe PA. It's Ugh. yep. It's just it's beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about rice, man. Make sure you keep a little bit in there to swirl because there's a oh, lot yeah. of Gibbs at the bottom. Uh, this is the. It's mod-ish. Mod-ish. Mosaic Brew Double IPA mm. From Commonwealth Which I'm also drinking And it's delightful Mosaic There's Oh it's so good Had a Allagash Sundrift Yesterday What is that? It is a Black tea And lemon zest What? Like an ale? Um I think it's an, I think it's an ale It was delicious It was really It was perfect For the weather Mmm Pierce and I and my wife were over at uh, Final Gravity Brewing in Lakeside earlier today, and I had the, what was it? It was like, um, the, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was some kind of stout, like an, like an almond coffee chocolate stout, and it was one of the best stouts I've ever had. It was, so it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I also had uh, Low Earth Orbit, which is a double IPA that was quite delicious over there as well. What are you drinking, Jacob? A new Belgian triple. Mm. You like I, it? Like, I like Belgians, man. Yeah. I like triples. You got me started on that, man. I did. Golden Drac back in the day. Oh. <laughs> Golden what? Golden, Golden Drac. From um, Von Steenberger or mm. something like that. Uh, That's a good beer. Not familiar with it. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best beers in the world. Is it? Yeah. It's a uh, IPA? No, no, it's a, it's a triple. Oh, oh so Golden triple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't they have a quad as well? Yeah, the Ooh. Golden Drop Nine Thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't yes, tell yes. me it's stronger. That would be insane. <laughs> it's like already like a ten nine. <laughs> yeah. Br- uh, have you ever seen the tap handle for Golden Drop? It is the coolest looking tap handle. I shouldn't even try is to pronounce the... this brewery. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Go for it. Bro, oh man. Just do it. Just go. Brauergy von Steenberg. Okay. It's B R O U W E R I J. Brewerage. Brewerage. If sure. it's German, it'll be a Y for the J. Uh, is it German or is it. Uh, it looks German. Belgian. Oh. What are they speaking? Belgium. I thought they spoke French in Belgium. It doesn't look they French speak to me. Belgish. Belgish. <laughs> I have no idea. Embarrassing. You said you had the low Earth orbit, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's their. Uh, They're like number one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. Super super cloudy. Connolly's folly. Connolly's folly. I knew it was like I was I was like it's an Irish comedian last name. It's Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. Connolly's like folly. A, yeah, it sounds like something like in the like out west. That's like, a great. You know, that's a great. Beer. Like some place in Oklahoma. 
Yeah, yeah like like, a, like an old mining town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like the road that goes out to the mine is like perilous along cliffs. <laughs> so am I the only person who thinks of like an Italian dessert for Connolly's folly? Yeah, for like cannoli. Oh, okay. No. I don't know. It's... You are the only person. Okay. Yeah. You are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. Pierce is sitting on a very interesting looking article right now. I'm sure he wants to talk about. Um, I just think that it's like you said, it's interesting. So, uh, Dago Sato, um, I probably just butchered that name. He's a, a D1, uh, I think he's a championship winner, but he drives a Toyota Sorer, uh, for the most part. But, anyways, he, I don't know, I don't even know how he got his hands on it, but somehow he, he acquired a GR Supra already and has completed a 2JZ swap that's making 800 horsepower and it's it it's badass it's uh mostly tubed of course you know as mm-hmm. they are yeah but uh i mean the renders of the, it's not it doesn't have the wide body kit or anything on it but the the renders of the completed product look really cool um and i think that it's promising because obviously a 2JZ swap can't be that difficult i mean he's obviously a professional at what he does and building things but you know it's in there, and it's... Looks like there's a room. Yeah, it's definitely room all around it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe that car still has some promise. <laughs> I don't for, know. For, I, for just swaps. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah. the, the FRS all over again. Yeah, you know? exactly, yeah. Maybe that was the point. Uh, I think the FRS has, like, a recall for drop valves or something. Has what? What? I don't know if it was a recall or... But oh. I, I well, heard they were having issues with drop valves on the Toyota motors. Oh, I don't know about drop valves. I thought the or, on which um, motors, the FRS. Oh, Whatever. that's okay. So the thing with the FRS right now isn't it the piston rings? No, it is. Uh, there is some sort of recall for doing, like they replaced the valve springs, because apparently like a car somewhere shattered a valve springs, so and now they're replacing all of them, and an insane percentage of the cars that are getting the recall done are exploding within like a week afterwards of getting after the, getting the after recall getting done. The re- because the recall was done it causes their motors to oh good destroy um and it's uh-huh. it's disproportionately affecting frs or gt86 owners over brz's and the current leading theory is that the toyota techs just don't know enough about how to work on a boxer motor properly and they're, they're oh. doing they're doing the thought is that they're doing something with like the uh, the sealant material for the timing cover, and it's like they're using getting too much, and it's pickup. getting into the oil pickup, and it's starving yeah. the cams or yeah. something. Um, and I've also seen I saw one post on a private Facebook group where a Toyota tech was taking apart a a broken FRS motor and. As soon as he dropped the oil pan, there was one of those red Cintas rags oh. hanging off the oil pickup. Oh. Cool. <laughs> so we know what happened to that one. That is unfortunate. But it's it's like it started out as like one or two people, and now it's like the the thread on the on the forums is apparently like dozens and dozens of owners reporting this exact problem hmm. of getting the recall. Nothing wrong with the car. Take the car in for a recall, and within a few days. Afterwards, their motor is completely toast. That's wild. So that's you, the thing. Do you remember? I feel like I had this memory of a car that had a recall for a motor issue where, like, the top of the piston would come off. What? Like, like, like the would, crown it, of the piston like would it detach. Would, it would like break at the ringlands and oh like just God. like I I can't. 
I'm, I might totally be making that up, and it might have just been like one picture from a, from like a hilarious mechanics stories mm. Facebook group or something like that. But like that is pretty intense. Because Pier- um, Pierce, you used to work as an aftermarket warranty claims yeah. processing person, so you saw all kinds of. Crazy I did see some stuff. funny stuff. I don't think I ever saw anything like that, but. Um, I know that right now, a lot of the Subarus that we're working on have oil consumption issues because they use those... Well, even Toyota started to do it. Toyotas and Hondas are using low-tension piston rings. Um, so they're just getting like ridiculous oil blow-by in the uh, in the cylinders. Just to reduce drag on the pistons? Yeah, well, so it's, it's all for emissions. It's, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, so you get low piston drag, so you get easier revving, so you get you know lower fuel emissions... Um, but it literally, I mean, well, like for example, my 2017 CRV, you know, the, the first oil change that I did, you know, 2,500 miles after we bought it and the oil was just, it looked like I had been 7,000 or 8,000 miles on the oil. It was, it was just black and it was sludgy and it was terrible. Really? So the next time I did the oil change at 2,000 miles and it looked the exact same way. Well, the turbo, the turbocharged ones are even worse. I would the, imagine. Uh, Would they increase? Because mine had, mine, I had the, we had the base model, so it was the K twenty one or whatever that, whatever. It was just the the basic K motor. But now all the other ones are, all the other packages come with a CVT and a turbo, Earth Dreams motor, Earthdreams. and the yeah the turbo motors are are bad man they're uh, they I've they, heard the civics are having a lot of problems they consume oil a lot uh, and somehow there's a there's a, a recall for the CRVs only the CRVs right now even though it's the same engine for oil I'm sorry excuse me fuel in the engine oil like what? people are people are checking their engine oil and it'll be over full like halfway up the dipstick and it's all fuel it's all gasoline <sighs> something to do with the high pressure um, oh injectors the direct injector system, um, it's something with the, the high pressure pump runs off one of the camshafts, hmm. and it's getting in it just the like leaks out the back of the pump and down into the into the engine into the engine something like that's that. Crazy. I I actually I right. haven't seen the paperwork on the recall, mm-hmm. but that's what I've heard it is. Wow. Right before I got out, Honda stuff was dropping the ball. Before I got out of Exxon, yeah, like. All the Honda stuff, we were just like, wait, why are they doing this? And everything was getting almost like BMW, where it's like 10 million panels, everything's bolted yeah. shut. Like, they're starting to use funny, unique parts, and it, I don't know where where their engineering direction went with that. Okay, the question I have, since we like brought up the oil. So they've got these new oil requirements for like the hyper-efficient stuff. Has anyone just like swapped back to something more... Still full synthetic, but something more conventional weight. Like, because I saw someone's website, it was like Bob is the old guy or one of those websites where it was, the guy did the mathematics and broke down how like 530 essentially is like the optimum oil, mm-hmm. like in almost all conditions because yep. of just like temperatures and whatnot. So, other than warranty and emissions, can we just bounce back to a 530 despite what well i'll tell you this about that we literally only have 5w30 in our shop it's a semi-synthetic blend uh-huh. and we put it in everything and we have people who get been getting their oil change with us for like 15 years yeah see that's kind of so, what i figured because i mean like when, where i was we catered to every oil type and it was a nightmare yeah 
Like, I remember Volkswagen had this stupid diesel that had a 530. It was the only... You could only get it from, like, the dealer, usually, and it was just... I thought Volkswagen diesels were, like, a 2050. Yeah, they used a really weird oil type. It was, like, super Euro-spec. Yeah. You know. I... The one we were dealing with, I do not remember the year, but I remember we had to order the oil... And, like, no one carried it because it was stupid. Because it was, yeah. you know, diesel yeah. detergents in a 530. <laughs> oh, um, I, I see. I get you. I get what you're saying. So, like, acquiring it was a pain. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, the whole viscosity stuff these days. Like, when I saw, like, the 016 announcement, I was just like, that's not that's not a thing. I don't care what you say. Like, yeah. if you're looking at how they establish, like, the viscosity indexes... <laughs> Yeah. There's no way you could establish a 16 as your index because it's usually a range. Like they, you know, it falls within a bracket and your oil is closest, whatever's in that bottle is closest to that bracket. And I, they can't do sing those like four digits down now. I don't believe it. I think it's just repackage 020. Yeah. Probably. Charge a dollar fifty more a bottle. Mm-hmm. It's like... What the the ten thirty five thirty thing like that was even like a that's such a minimal difference yeah and they did all what the testing on like mobile and found out mobiles like actually tests like slightly thinner than what they advertise mobile yeah well the thing about mobile mobile one is the inconsistency from from literally from bottle to bottle you know you really? can have one bottle that of you can have one bottle of like say for example five thirty mobile one mm-hmm. and the bottle right next to it in the same case. You know, we'll test at like a, like a ten thirty or a you know ten fifty or something. Just Dang. they mobile one used to be a really good oil. Something happened somewhere where now it's really shitty. It's actually a very sooty oil now too. Oh it wow, it's really unclean. So yeah. I've, been, I've been putting mobile one in my cars for a long time. Really, I'm switch it up. Yeah. Although on the on the track car, I'm running a Castrol <coughs> Castrol Edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they make it in 1040. Or oh. 5, you, see, you seem skeptical there well, for a minute. Like I don't, I mean... They, they had it in the weight that I wanted, and it's full synthetic. I wanted a full synthetic 540. So why wouldn't you just use, a, like, Amsoil? Because it's, like, way... Amsoil is so expensive compared to everything else. By, like, yeah. a considerable amount. And I, like get, I get that it's 50? good stuff, but it is so, I think so the last expensive. time I bought Amsoil, it was only, like, $2 more per quart. It... It's it's really expensive. Last time I was cross shopping, that's why I stopped using it because I, I got so tired of spending the extra money. Hmm. Like I get that it's good stuff, but like come on. Your snow has me like wanting to go back home, even though I don't drive the Nissan at all. Like it's just sitting. I just like I gotta drain out that oil. <laughs> the mobile no, it's one. not good. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got mobile one and everything here except the Corolla. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot. Um. So zero W sixteen was developed by Enos Oils out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Of course. And apparently they're working on a zero weight eight a zero W eight. Why? Oil. I don't Just know. pour W D forty in the crankcase and call it a day. Have you seen that video? Yes. Yeah, that's hilarious. Just put water in there, it'll be fine. That's that's insane. Oh, so they tested a Honda Fit on a dyno. The Zero W sixteen showed an improvement in fuel economy by two percent. Whoa, two percent! Let's yep. talk about statistical relevance of Jesus. that five percent or less. Is I mean, they're considered un unrelevant. They're, like, but they're, I mean, they are talking about like like Honda as an as a company. If they all 
switch to zero sixteen, like that two percent translates into two percent of all of their vehicles, which is what millions of cars, you know. So I could I, duct, I, I, I could duct tape over all the vents and nooks and crannies <laughs> on the body of the car and get a two percent performance yeah. increase yeah. out of the car. That's one of my favorite episodes of Top Gear. Put two psi more in the tires. The Ford Transit. No, no, no. When they did the they did the fuel challenge from like France to back uh, to back to England. It was like Glasgow or something. It was like all the way up there. It was so, it was somewhere. Uh, and they they like each picked a car and had to, you know, they only got one tank of gas and however far they got they got they got and uh, May, uh who was Clarkson it? taped over the gaps in his Jag. No, no, it was May like, or maybe maybe they all did it, but May like had like was out there like. With you know painters tape like, you know taping over every tiny little thing, and he goes, "This may only be worth two hundred yards, but the but the the last bit of the journey is two hundred yards long." <laughs> yep. Like, All right. <laughs> Some logic. He's not wrong. He's. I love James May. I feel like he's lo- like kind of the smartest of all of them. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. He actually um, knows how things work. Well, I don't know about the smartest. As far as mechanical stuff goes, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's he's definitely the most sophisticated. Yeah. Of the three of them, um, but uh, I think that Richard is probably the most mechanically inclined. Maybe. I don't know. Did you did you see the episode where they went to China, and Richard drove the North Star powered Cadillac, thinking it would be like, oh, it's a Chevy motor, it's going to be super reliable. But it's in a, China. Yeah, it's they went to North China. Star. But he bought a North Star powered no, Cadillac, and it was like the most massive yeah, pile terrible. of shit. They are garbage. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's a GM V8. They've been making V8s forever. It's yeah. like yeah, <laughs> except it's the one DOHC, the one bad V8. So yeah, what the what projects have you guys been working on lately? Anything? Anything good? The computer car seat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, talk about that. Oh man. Yeah, I was. Um, I came to the conclusion that every computer chair in the store sucks, and they all or work. is way overpriced. Yeah, I also recently was. Oh yeah, no. When, when we were when we bought them for the the office or whatever, the office had ordered them with like you know their government discount. And all oh man, okay. And it, they were still dropping like three hundred dollars yeah. a chair. So dumb. In order to, I mean, they were legit. They're they're legit high quality chairs that you know are probably gonna last a long time. Other than yeah. the pleather is gonna flake or whatever, <laughs> but um, but still the stuff I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to spend over one hundred and eighty dollars, and and yeah, everything everything below that is like complete junk within like a year or two, and that's even not even sitting in it like eight hours a day like yeah. a real office chair. So I was like, screw it, car chairs or car seats last forever. So I'm gonna get some bottom end hardware and bolt a car seat and. Uh, Luckily, I was able to source my old Corolla GTS seat from Jordan here, and um, yeah, man, some some plywood and uh, a bit of two by four created a gap. Used the uh, bottom end of an old office chair. They were they replaced a bunch at work recently, so I took the base. Nice. And I was able to keep all the uh, all the adjustment settings, so the mechanical settings, so like the the ba- the seat adjustment, the base seat adjustment, like the bolster. Ch- uh, Okay. Adjustable bolsters and so every every adjustable <laughs> part of the car seat. For those G while you're surfing yeah, yeah. the net. Yeah, man, and like, oh my god, I got it together. Hang on. Well, no, um, no one on the internet 
no one who listens to this will be able to see this, but maybe we can get some maybe. Well, if you tag people. your Instagram. He doesn't. <laughs> this guy Instagram. thinks I have an Instagram. You don't have Instagram. <laughs> he doesn't social media. No. Oh, okay. Really. He's on Facebook. Yeah, that's, not that's the maximum. I just turned that back on. Did you? Yeah, I saw. I saw your picture. Yeah. It looks good. Does it recline? Like, I mean, does the no? Okay, actually... yeah. So, like, yeah. I actually placed it just right, um, so that I can still recline and lean back, and it won't tip. Okay. And the seat or the the base, the chair base I used has that like spring lean back too. Yeah. So I can like. I can like almost I can scare myself leaning back, but I kept the center of gravity right so that like it doesn't like tip and fall over. Nice. And um, yeah, well, I've I've got some armrests I'm gonna put on the side too, and uh, I'm looking for a way to figure out how to do a, a leg rest because if I got it at its lowest, my short little legs can touch <laughs> the ground. But like you know, if I if I raise it up or use it at a higher desk, like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna have little swinging legs like a little kid again, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Pierce? What you got going on? Um, most recently, I've been working on a 2001 Suzuki Swift that I bought from a neighbor of mine um, for three hundred dollars. He was uh, well, so it was it uh, it blew the spark plug out of the number two cylinder, yeah. and the shop that he brought it to quoted him for an engine, basically. Um, because the spark plug, when it blew out, it like rattled around in the, um, the tube and, um, it beat all the porcelain off and like all the threaded portion of the, the metal part of the spark plug all went into the motor. Oh. So they quoted him for an engine. Um, and he wasn't obviously not willing to put that much money into what is basically a Geo Metro. So I picked that up for cheap, and then uh, I put a Healy coil and a spark plug in the number two cylinder, and it uh, it runs pretty great, actually. <laughs> um, I haven't had any issues with it at all as far as compression or, like, or like you know, rod knock or anything like that. It won't idle for some reason. I've, uh, re- I've Well, I originally cleaned the idle motor that was on it. It was pretty gummed up with carbon and stuff, but it still wouldn't idle, so I replaced it, which was... Interesting, because there are no parts available for this car anywhere, anywhere, really, really? nowhere. I'm kind of surprised by that. I, yeah, I think there'd be like there's junk a, ones all over the place. Well, maybe junk not ones. Like forklift engines that's using. <laughs> <the same things. laughs> I don't know if there might be junk parts available somewhere, but I, I, I wanted to try to put like a new idle motor on it. And like I called up like the the last Suzuki dealership in Virginia, and of course they couldn't get anything. Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto didn't have the idle motor. They had things like brakes and like belts. That's pretty much it. But I so I got on eBay and I found a similar looking idle motor for something called a Suzuki. Was it the Jimny or something like that? I've heard of that. Which uses the, almost the same engine in a, a longitudinal layout. So it's the the coolant lines. The coolant like ports were a little bit different. I had to I had to um, bend those, but I mean other than that, it bolted right on. Um, so I got kind of lucky with that, but it still won't idle. Hmm. So now I'm thinking I need to start checking like the map sensor and um, throttle position sensor. Maybe the throttle position sensor. I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm not technically. Could be a vacuum leak, maybe. No, it's not a vacuum leak because it's not it's not it's not consistent. Like it'll idle up 
and then it'll stay there for a long time and then it'll just die. And then the next time you start it, it'll like stay down and just, I don't know. It's it's not a vacuum leak. It's not like a vacuum leak. Right. But from what I understand about the throttle position sensor, it's basically just an on-off switch. So that's not really. Mm. I don't think that's the problem either. I've heard. I know with the the old Denso system that's on like the four AGs, a wonky throttle position sensor uh, adjustment can cause weird. Oh yeah, problems. there's no adjustment for this throttle position sensor. Um, the other problem with all of this crap is that all of this, all the sensors, all the connectors, they're all Suzuki parts. Oh. Yeah. They're not even like crossover with like the Geo Metro. Because the Metros all had three cylinders, mm -hmm. which were, I guess, GM engines. I don't, I don't know. Or Jaywoo. Maybe. <laughs> but this four cylinder that came in the Suzuki Swift is all Suzuki. Overnight parts from Japan. Except that they're not even available in Japan. Like the the uh, the idle motor that I got came from from um, Bosnia, I think. It took like a week and a half to get here. It's cool. It's a it's a a cheap little piece of crap car, and I was intending to sell it and make some money. But if I can't get it to run right, I don't know how well that's gonna go. It's a it's a five speed. Um, it's it's small and it makes noises and it. Tips over and scrapes the mirrors every time you go around a turn. Do some weld on coilovers and some <laughs> tires and just track it until it explodes. I was actually thinking about like lifting it and cutting the <laughs> cutting the arches out of the fenders and like putting putting like Jeep like twenty nine inch yeah maybe like twenty nine inch uh, BFD all terrains on it or something like that. Would it move? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I was saying it's so light, like with some sticky tires on it. Yeah, it'd just be full yeah. throttle all the time. Yeah, but something would break. Eh, yeah, who cares? Is it four by one hundred? Probably. Actually, I have no idea. It probably has drum brakes in the front. I don't know anything <laughs> about the car. <laughs> it's not nineteen fifty. I'm literally doing as little work to it as possible just to try to make it, you know, profitable for me whenever I do end up selling it. Mm. Not not looking at things, not hunting for problems. That's that's how you make money. Oh, I didn't know about that, you know? Right. That's fair. What you been working on, Corey? Anything? Uh, no, absolutely nothing for <laughs> what feels like too long. But, um, you know, we got to help Billy uh, mm. a couple weekends ago. Yeah, we, um, Billy has a nice camber gauge and... A nice garage with a nice flat, smooth floor, <laughs> and um, so I bought some of the. I guess they're called turntables, hmm. where it's like a plate on some roller bearings, so you yep. can like set the car on it and have the wheels be alignment free. Tables. Yeah, alignment tables. Yeah. So I bought those and, and basically gave them to Billy, so that we can do alignments over there. So we set up like we found the center line of the car, set up strings on the outside so we could measure like absolute toe, not just relative toe. Um, got all our, like, just basically did our own alignment. It took forever and it was a huge pain in the ass, but it's so much better than spending like 160 bucks for a nice alignment. So now we can do alignments, which is neat. Cool. And my, <laughs> we, when we did the Corolla, I had like negative 1.5 on one of the front wheels and like minus 3.7 on the other. So I drove around Toe? all, camber. Oh, oh. So I was running around last year with like broke ass alignment i mean that's not that bad really you said you said negative 0.5 and negative 0.3 no no negative like 1.7 and negative like 3.7 oh i guess so one, one wheel was like in a little bit right, the other right. was like, okay so 
hopefully it'll drive a lot better now. Huh? Might know something about that. Okay. <laughs> you were trying to do some NASCAR shit? Hmm. Yeah. So, one of the problems that I've been having on that car consistently at the track is that under high G loads, the fuel in the tank sloshes into the vent tube. So one day at like one of my first events, the charcoal canister completely filled with fuel mm. and was just like dumping fuel. It looked when I looked under the car, it looked like it was literally leaking fuel from a gap in the frame rail. And I was so confused. But the, the charcoal canister vents to inside the frame rail, so that's why I was doing that. But I couldn't like the there's very little technical support online for FX yeah. Corollas. Yep. So I ended up finding a thread on the 24 Hours of Lemons forums. Because obviously those guys are running crap cans around tracks and cars that are not designed to be doing that. Yeah. So a lot of them have the same kind of problems in different cars. And the legal, like what they do that is like good by the tech rules and safety rules of 24 Hours of Lemons is what they say to do is you take a hose and connect it to the vent tube fitting on the tank and run it up above the tank level and then inside the car somewhere and like loop it around like two or three times and then have it vent back down to the ground. So if it does slosh, it, it's not going to start like a siphon effect and it'll get stuck in those traps of those loops that you made. So that's what I did and hopefully it'll work. Now. Why wouldn't you just cap it? Because you have to have it venting somehow. Because the pressure in the tank... Oh, that's the only tank vent. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So you have to have the tank venting somehow. Yeah. So that's the way you do it so it doesn't slosh out. Right, I got you. And become okay. dangerous. Okay. Can you just get a vented cap? Uh, I tried that. I drilled a tiny, tiny, tiny hole in my gas cap. And... Check engine light came on, didn't it? No, it's not that smart. No. Um, but it did start... Sl- I, like, I noticed... Um, under where the fuel door closes, there was, like, fuel, like, residue yeah. dripping down there. So I was like, that's not super safe either. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I used some really nice, like, aluminized tape to cover that back up and then ran my loop. So hopefully that'll work. But mm-hmm. that's... It sounds stupid, but that's what those 24 Hours Lemons guys do, so... Speaking <clears> of <throat> sloshing, um, one of the problems that I used to have in my RX-7 a lot when I was doing autocrosses was um, oil starvation... Um, oil starvation? Oil starvation in, like, long-sweeping left-handers. I think it's left. It might be right, but I believe it's left. Um, I would and it lose... didn't blow up your motor? No. I mean, it was just for a couple seconds, you know. Uh, you know, the low, the low oil pressure light would come on. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a common thing. Everybody knows that the, the pickup's on one side of the pan, and if you hang on that turn for too long, it, the oil comes away from there. So, um, when I put the motor back together i used a uh, an oil pan baffle from this company lrb speed um it's just this one guy and he could he like laser cuts all this crap out of like aluminum and uh, i mean he does like door cards and like he's got a um he's got a rear like uh uh what are those things called that go over your hatch glass louver like a louver oh, kit yeah. mm-hmm. um but one of, and like radiator panels um and one of the things that he sells the most of is this uh, oil pan baffle. So I'm excited to I'm excited to see how that helps when I, I whenever I do get back on track. I put one of those in. Um, 2s RS makes them for transverse forays. It's just like little 
it's like a little baffle on the top because there's already kind of like a horizontal baffle that the the pickup kind of goes down through to get down into the sump mm. and it bolt it rivets um there's a top piece and a bottom piece the top piece is just kind of u-shaped to keep oil from sloshing too much and the bottom piece has an actual hinge in it that's a mm. one-way yeah, door yeah. yeah so it only allows oil to flow towards the pickup yeah. so i riveted that in I really don't understand why rotary engines didn't all come with like a dry sump system anyways. Money. Yeah. I mean, could it really be that cheap, that much more expensive? Yeah. And also, mm. it would make it, it's much harder to change your oil. I mean, not really. You know, you get two plugs instead of one. Given the era too, like you're already making a rotary motor. Like, I feel like that's already an expense. Like more, more expensive than, well, I mean, I don't know. Ever, I, ever, just, ever known anyone to machine the chamber of a rotary that regularly? Like that seems like the most like. Pain well, you the... can't because it's chrome. Oh, so yes. <laughs> you have to like you literally have to like have it sent out and rechromed. I, I think the only reason the dry sump is more expensive is because nobody does it. No, That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it seems like they could have developed some sort of system yeah. that didn't require an oil pan since it really doesn't need one anyway. It is more parts. A dry sump? Yes. Because you have to have the lines going to the tank and all of that nonsense. I'll give you that. but Does that mean it's more points of failure, essentially? Well, it's more I expensive. Mean, to I mean, technically, but it's more expensive to manufacture. Fel- or, yeah, manufacture. You'd have to fit an, another, effectively, another accessory into the front of the motor, too. And is it really only t- just two drain plugs to change a dry sump? Well, so, like, on, like, the, for example, the Corvette... Uh, uh, Z06? Z06. It was... They had, um... Yeah, it was two... It was Two oil plugs, one on each side of the pan. Oh. And that drained out all ten quarts of oil. Interesting, because I know um, in, like, the LFA, like, the oil change procedure, you have to, like, pump the oil through the system, like, power yeah. power flush this, the oil through to um, to get the oil all out. It's, like, it's much more complicated. One of the drain plugs... I, I don't exactly know how the dry sump system on the Corvette is set up. I never really had to deal with it. Thank God. But, so, like, one of the plugs... The way the oil pan was divided, it was like one of the plugs was basically just where the sump tank drained into the oil pan. So when you pulled out that one plug, that drained everything out of the sump tank. Interesting. And then, of course, the other plug was just whatever was in the... Residual. The pan. Hmm. So, I was going to say, Pierce, you've been going to... Um, A couple so, of the Spirit JP events. Yeah. Talk, talk about those. Um, so, Spirit JP is... Like a, an organization, I guess you'd say. It's really like three guys who host and you know organize the uh, drifting events here in Richmond. It's relatively new. I'd say maybe... Um, I think it started like last summer, 2018. Really took off. They did like four events last year. And then this year they're doing events just about every weekend. Between like learning rookie training programs, open drift days... And then just today was their first of, like, the championship series. It's it's really taken off this year. Um, and today, the drifting was spectacular. It was it was pro-spec, really entertaining stuff to watch. And I'm just, I'm just happy that we have that here in Richmond now. Because before that, we would, you know, we'd have to go out to Shenandoah or... Summit Point. Or Summit VAR. Point or, like... Isn't there one out in... Um, they, had, they had some stuff at NC Is NC Car? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was trying to think of. Um, or what is it? Carolina Motorsports Campus or whatever it's called? I'm not sure. Somewhere down there near North Carolina. But now now we have this here in Richmond. 
and hopefully it won't go away anytime soon. I mean, they seem to be... They're doing well as far as, like, organizing... Keep, keeping everybody from messing it up, you know? In the past, it was like, you know, we'd, they, there do. would be, like, a, a pop-up drift event, and and people would come out and leave crap everywhere and, like, destroy things and things like that. And, um, you know, the people that are running the Spirit JP thing are doing a really good job of taking care of that themselves when they need to, but otherwise just making sure that doesn't happen in the first place. That's good. Yeah, and it's a nice outlet. I mean, I know, you know, a lot of a lot of people around here will, I mean, I shouldn't probably be talking about street drifting, illegal like street drifting. It happens. It, it happens just, it does a happen. lot around here. Yeah. Um, and now instead you can go and do this. I did not know that there was like people with street drifting in Richmond. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I mean, I've been out of here for a while, so mm. it's just it's mostly just like parking lots and stuff in the middle of the night. Well, uh, I thought like I thought they were doing like I actual roads. No, they're definitely not just parking lots. Oh, for real? Oh yeah. I I had heard that you're not cool in Richmond unless you have drifted around every single monument on Monument Avenue. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is a thing. Um, the Monument Challenge. But Allegedly. there's also what? Allegedly. Yeah. Well, none of us have done it. Yeah, I've not heard of this. And like, when 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 does this stuff like go down? I mean, I'm off on weekdays. Is it only weekends? <laughs> or I want to see this happen. Is essentially like my thing. I don't I honestly know any of that. And then of I'm course I want to like as they drive actually. after they like pull up and be like, you trip like a little bitch. Yeah. Just don't do it though. You don't need to anymore. No. That's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, like, that's high risk anyway, just, like, regardless of what you're doing to, like, public safety or whatever, like, there's curbs, man, like... Well, and, like, half of those roads are cobblestone, too. Yeah, you're gonna trash your tire, trash your spin, like, what's... Maybe it's the old man in me now, like, I'm just like, (laughs) why? But, I mean, like, I mean, I'll still, like, whip it on Riverside, but, like, I don't know, like, drifting... (sighs) Just Speaking of Riverside, we were there today... To mm. scout a location to take some audio clips uh-huh. underneath the arch down there that you can go under. That's like underneath the train tracks. Oh, that's way down Riverside, yeah. 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 But uh, my memory of Riverside was that years and years and years ago, it was really, really terrible and almost undrivable because the pavement was so bad. It's still horrible. But they repaved it like three or four years ago, maybe a little more than that now. And it was nice. And now it's back to being absolute garbage again. So, like, we went over there, and we were like, oh, look at this it's, nice arch. And it was, like, it was seriously, like, someone had just taken a pickaxe to the road. It was terrible. It's worse now than it ever has been. I don't remember it ever being this it, bad at all. It's because the water flows down from yeah. all of the different properties or whatever. Yeah. So, if anyone has a driveway or something, like, which everyone does, uh, that goes towards that road, and, of course, it's going down towards the river... The water runs over it during the winter and then freezes overnight and just destroys the asphalt very rapidly. And that's why, like, I mean, I was a moron, and I still am a moron for (laughs) using that as, like, my whale at road. But no one else is doing it, so... Yeah. I don't think I could go back down that road unless I was in the CRV. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Maybe the Swift. It's really bad. I did that in the (laughs) The, the the Scion, the Nova, the... But, I mean, those are all, like, stock suspension. We were there today in my FC, which is... That high off the ground and stiff. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's much higher off the ground now than it ever has been. But, but it is, stiff. it's incredibly stiff. It's, it's a 12K in the front and 9K in the rear. Oh, I mean... Well, with the 240s on iBox, the Corolla was on those Celica GTS springs. I was mm. scrubbing Fender a bit Yeah. in the Corolla when I did it, but that was on 205s. 
and the 240, those Tokikos are a bit worn out. So, like, I think I, I think my front right was bottoming. I don't know. I mean, I know that's still softer. All of that is still softer than coils. Yeah, well. Because you're on coils, right? I am, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I hate them. Talking about... Bringing it back to the... the What is it? JP? Spirit, Spirit JP. Spirit JP. It's, it's really nice that that's local. And I, I'm very happy about that it exists. The only thing that... I kind of, I'm kind of like apprehensive about is that now they've taken over that parking lot and there's the, the local car club that does autocrosses that have been doing autocrosses since like 1955 no longer has a spot to do their autocrosses really. They had to move to another part of the parking lot that's Wait, which, less good. Which lot? The lot that VMSC always runs their autocrosses. Really? That's now, oh, the, Spirit, ki- that's now the Spirit JP area. It's pretty oh. much it's pretty much dedicated to the to the drift. I saw the footage. Drift. I didn't know that that, that yeah. other people can't like. Well, the problem is that like they're literally doing drift events there just about every weekend. Yeah. Oh. So God. They what? I mean, their their agreement with RIR is that that is their lot. You know, yeah. they they're literally paying for the whole year. Well, you don't have to hit lot. the storm drain anymore. Yeah. And well, across. That was fun. But right? that was actually, I mean, that was part of, like, the challenge, you know? Yeah, no, it was And, like, nice a lot of time they built like that a... into, like, a hook for a turn or something like that. I did so, like when they did that. Yeah. That was that was a comfy turn. Like, I remember I remember specifically a course that, um, I want to say his name was Jason. He had that, like, blue Civic. With Justin. The, Justin. Justin. Yeah, he had that, he was that monster Civic with the, the huge black tires. fenders and the huge tires. Yeah, yeah. I remember he had made one, and he utilized that that dip really well, and it was so satisfying going around that, like, hanging it. And, it, of course, you know, he, he engineered it for the front-wheel drive light cars, because he had a yeah. front-wheel drive light car. It was great in the roller. Yeah, now now VMSC, I believe. Did you, did you see where they were running today? Yeah, down in the back. Is it, like, decent pavement? Was it a decent um, amount of space? It's, um... Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a large space. It's uh, at least as large as where the other lot is that they were. So used it's not to necessarily using. a bad thing. No, but um, it's not well cared for. Oh, really? So when uh, Billy and I were talking about it today, and he thinks that it would be a lot better if they just like swept it, even just like got all the debris off of it. Right. Just like a lot of little rocks and pebbles. There are a lot of little rocks, but there's a lot of like actual like loose pieces of oh. like like gravel uh, pavement there mm-hmm. also. Sounds like a good way to uh, get a free autocross. I mean, to show up with a push broom real early. Oh, yeah, maybe. Real early to have an event be like, hey. I don't know. Maybe uh, <laughs> that might be something. Floor. But it sounded like he might have heard that they were going to try to repave that okay. for them. What about poles? Does, does it have a... I didn't see any poles. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I know the other one had yeah, like right. what, um, three poles. Three. At least three of them. Yeah, and that storm drain. Mm-hmm. And it was a really weird shape, too. That's It was very difficult to utilize the space well for autocross. It works well for... Honestly, I think it works better for the drifting um, stuff than the autocross. Because, like, Especially for drifting, they get that nice... Especially one at a time. Or, or, you know, one train going at a time. Yeah, they had yeah. the slalom in, like, the same place, like, every time. Yeah. Well, lot. for the drifting, you know, they got one long straight where you can build up speed. And then you basically get, um, like, an M, I guess you'd call it. There's, there's a like, a big right-hander into a tight left... And then a tight right into like a long left that sweeps way out into like a big huge drift arc. So it's like that the comes third, back that's around the third the, gear turn. Yeah, that comes back around to the straight. Well, that's so cool. it's not high speed by any means, um, oh, but you yeah. can definitely get some 
beautiful. There's a there's a guy out there in Miata today who is really nailing the the first the first turn into the first left, the first right into the first left. He was absolutely just I don't know. He just he swept just had it the really transition well. Down yeah, the transition was really a good. Miata drifting. Yeah. A Miata, yeah, yeah. There was a couple of them out there today. You just need actually. a good diff and a little bit of power. I, I mean, I just I don't know. And like, not, I, the small wheelbase. No angle is mods. Amazing. I feel like I I wouldn't want angle mods in a Miata because they they rotate so easily, anyways. Yeah. I'd also heard relating to that parking lot. So you've got the lot where the autocross would happen, and then you had like the big lot next to it where we would do the staging or like the grid for mm-hmm. for it. Um, I've heard that that lot now is going to be taken over by G-Force as an outdoor karting area. And there that, were carts out there today. I, I don't think it was G-Force, but like... So there's a lot that the autocross was on, and then there's like a, a burn, almost, into like a higher altitude, smaller lot. Uh-huh. And there were go-karts that were running up there, and I assumed that was just another like event that was between? going on. Well, no, the, not the really. trees are gone. They uh, cut the trees down. The one, the one. <laughs> I think they actually paved over that too. Oh my! It's God. just a really, it's not a good transition, so you can't use it as one big area. Why? <laughs> See that that was the original plan. Was what I was told late last year was they were going to repave that whole area, those two lots, yeah. and cut those trees down and have it just be one huge really area, which would have been sweet for autocross. Yeah. But now they're they've completely kicked them out. So well. It's, because Spirit JP came yeah. in and was like, hey, we'll pay you for this lot for the whole year. And yeah. they were like, well, pfft. Yeah. yeah. Why would we spend money Yeah, when you could pay us instead? Yeah. It's just sad. Because they've been there for so long. Well, that's still that's still dope that there's like essentially... I mean, what? You've got like two to three different race conditions there now. Like you've got the carts for G-Force. You've got the drift. You've got the autocross. Like, yeah. I mean, that literally... That's... And they've got NASCAR, like the little, the real net. Yeah, that's straight all race stuff now. That's like a race mecca. That's pretty cool. Very small one. Yeah, it seems like we need to be in the business of having a large parking lot. So Tom Adkins right now is, or this weekend was at the Sebring twelve uh, twelve hour. So was John Franken, John Lackey. Oh really? I think so. He has that Celica that you wrote in, the old first gen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Sebring Rolex 12 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where Johnny Lucky is right now. That's not named after, like... It's named after something else, Sebring. Right. Not the car. Not not no, the no, horror. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, it's yeah. okay. car. No, no, it's, like, C- it's a place. Yeah. Okay. Not not like the super disappointing convertible. <laughs> no. With their, with their rotting out, like, strut mounts in the rear that punch holes through the t- strut towers. <laughs> Piece. Speaking of punching through the strut towers, apparently that's a, a pretty bad problem on, on newer Porsches. The front strut towers, just if you if you are tracking the car and you like go over a rumble strip, it's very common for the whole top of the struts in the front just to Oh poof. my god. Very common. Is it just because they've been trying to lighten them up so yeah, much? Possibly. Are they monocoque or are they still are they still like I think it's just unibody. Unibodies, yeah. yeah. Like steel and aluminum. I think it's. I don't think it's just 911s. Like it's 911s and Caymans and Boxsters, like just the front strut towers the are weak. Caymans? Yeah. Because I've seen them under the hood of a Cayman. It's like ridiculous. What is yeah. the Cayman? It's the hardtop Boxster. Okay. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the wrong car. Cayman is like the one that they're like. It's the bang for buck because they're like. If you're looking at like the performance class of Porsche, like what's the point of the other ones? Because the Cayman really isn't that far behind, and if you're just like. 
unless you're taking it to like the maximum extremes like you know full track like VIR stuff you're not gonna really experience a huge difference a Cayman S is a limited slip diff and a tune away from 911 yeah yeah. in terms of track times and it's a more balanced chassis because it's actually mid engine not rear engine so what's the Carrera then the Carrera is a nine, is a model of the 911 right okay so the um, so I I don't. I just don't know anything about Porsches. No, usually, <laughs> I I ran into a guy with like a a Carrera S. Okay. Uh, but it was all wheel drive, so, so it was, was probably 4S. 4S. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. He came. He came by the shop to buy a Civic, and he just like plopped down cash. He was like, okay. "Here you go." Oh, snap. <laughs> Um, it's like I can't afford this gas and this Porsche. Well, no, it was for his. It was for his daughter or whatever. So right, um, daughter. I don't know. I gotta get tires on Nissan soon. I'm trying to get that thing up and up and rolling again for like the summer. Yeah, I mean, I, I could probably just throw a battery in it and drive around like hack together like I normally do with a lot of my like fun cars. Like you know, just hope it doesn't explode and dog the daylights out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah, I know. That's the life of having, like, jobs, responsibilities, mortgages. Are you coming on the cruise? The what, what? The, the cruise. Blue Ridge Mountain Cruise. Ridge when Mountain is it? 420 yo. <laughs> um, uh, April. 420. What, what date? It's what the day it? before it's Easter Sunday. It's a Saturday. Saturday. It's a Saturday. Um, might be doing it my Scion, but I, I'd be down. I, no, did, did I take it? You I, still have the XA? XB, XD, D, something. The little one, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's not the smallest right one. Well, the okay, that's the IQ, but no, the smallest one is the or okay. X, the IQ, the IQ, XA, XD. Yeah, the XD is basically a Yaris with a Corolla. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like I'm. For some reason, I thought you got rid of that car. What really? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, no, I still, I still have. That's my daily driver. Uh, I actually got like the iBox set for it. For some reason, Amazon had marked it down to like 120. Okay, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> like it's just, cheaper than just factory springs." springs. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just springs. No, because okay. like no one, but I did run into like a barrier because so I wanted to do Tokiko Blues, and I wanted to do springs, um, and the Tokiko Blues were the same as the Yaris, and I may have talked about this previously, but I was really excited because like. One day I saw like there was one of the Tokyo Blues port and it was like twenty three bucks and I was like oh yeah like oh you yeah. did mention this but it was yeah. like just the left side yeah, and the right the side left is side. not available yeah. anywhere or anywhere yeah I called yeah. every single supplier and like <laughs> it does not exist so I have like one Tokyo Blue sitting in a box yep <laughs> and like I'm just like oh so I've been trying to figure out what I can do you should turn to- that into a desk chair as well. Just why not that'll be like my shackles it would be so fast <laughs> slam up just knock me out of the chair um, no I, I had, Dosito, cuz no, in, in all honesty I have been trying to figure out what I could turn it into like if it could just uh-huh. be like a table or something, something stupid a lamp like, yeah there's I can't I really don't use, think I'm gonna use it as a, as, a, as a hood prop rod just like oh, don't the do anything hood with it. prop rod. Just hood prop rod. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm trying to find something that has like the TRD kit still exists for the shocks, and I could go with that. But you know me, I got to do everything like 
pants on head. I gotta find some like weird workaround to everything. So yeah. I'm trying to find like some way to find like some kind of like fancy Illumina Tokiko Yara set or like a maybe a Kony Yara set since it's the same mounts. Does Kony make Yara shocks? I'm- I, kind of I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. It probably is going to be like, hey, just... well, if the Yaris and the Corolla are pretty much the same chassis too. They are not. They are not. As far as the struts go, at least the mounts. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. The rears, I know for sure, are not. My the fronts might be, but I want to say the travel is going to be different. But the I know for mine the knuckle point is probably the same because I'm a five lug five by one hundred mm-hmm. where the Yaris's are four lug four by one hundred um, and I th- I'm pretty sure my rotors and stuff like that all match the Corolla on the front end. I'd have to check the part numbers again. Okay. Um, but there are there are a lot of like weird wacky options for the XD um, and. I've been meaning to look at the rear axles because I'm pretty sure you can swap the brakes from a five lug Prius, whether it be, I have to look at the Prius models again, figure out which one's the five by 100, but if they have the same rear um, torsion solid axle thing in the back, Uh I'm fairly certain I could swap over the disc brakes. Are there disc brakes? I thought all Priuses were drum brakes. Only no. the first, the like first and second gen. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, and the XD carries same back end. Now the stuff that's gonna like jack me up, which is I'll probably wait till you know all my worn. I have bumper to bumper to a hundred thousand. I'm probably gonna wait to that okay. and then like yeah, because I'm already at seventy five. And then all bets are off. Like yeah, yeah. I'm um, gonna go nutty and screw the ABS and all that other jazz. Jordan, do you remember the P tuning Scion that used to come out to autocross? That's an XA. It was oh an XA. My God. Okay, right. He ridiculous. is now running at the Grid Life events in World. He is. Inside. Yes. Wow. It, I was trying it, to remember if it was an XA or an XD, but what is the difference between the XA and the XD? The XA is a Yaris based car with a Yaris motor, and the XD is a Yaris based car with a Corolla motor. Oh, okay. It's a one eight versus a one five. Because XAs on Craigslist right now cost nothing. They're hmm. like less than three grand. No. <sighs> You can get an XD for like five, five grand. Yeah. Nobody wants an X. Or okay, excuse me. I thought you said XB. Everybody, Screw what? you too. X, nobody. X, nobody XBs are great. No, XBs are terrible. Uh, you, second. I just XBs think they're so are, overplayed, man. They're wonderful. No. It's as a not as like I a still, fun car as like as a goofy like almost bazooku kind of tiered car where like you just do like ridiculous dumb crap with it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a for it's, the XB, they're, but they're definitely. I mean, like, even when they were new, I remember seeing the commercials, and, like, every commercial for an XD was, like, some crazily modified, like... XB. Uh, XB. XB. I'm sorry, XB. Xbox. B for box. Yep. Um, like, uh, SEMA show car, you know? Every XB commercial that was ever out was always, I mean, like, automatically You, you know it was... Fe- wasn't it in Tokyo Drift? The XB, was, yeah, the whole... Yeah, no, it was the, a Volkswagen... Um, yeah, it was a... Oh, uh, like a Tiguan or something? No, it was a... Um, Oh man, I, who, it's not a cares? polo. Some crap we didn't. While he look, while he looks that up, I'm gonna read you the uh, the <laughs> listing for an XA. For, oh, oh please, twenty five hundred. I know what I got. Okay. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen Touran. Touran. Okay, so, so Craigslist said great little car, super clean inside and out, runs like a charm. Okay. Okay. Manual transmission. The please know how to drive a stick, not for the unexperienced. 
This car can only be driven by professional drivers. Only. <laughs> Must know how to drive stick shift. If you're still learning to drive and cannot drive stick shift yet, please get an automatic. This car is not for you. Please oh. be advised. Stick shift. Manual transmission. Experienced <laughs> drivers only need apply. <laughs> wow. He's, he just does not want someone to come and turn the clutch out. That's all. He, that's what that is. It sounds like his clutch is already going out. I mean, like... There's, no, there's literally like no information kind of about yeah. the car. It's, it's, a, it's like a couple of... Three quarters of it is just... I was going to say. <laughs> I told you, man. Stick shift. So I'm going to yeah, come there and just like... Wop, 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 wop. Two of the four pictures are the same. Nice. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Quality Craigslist. Now. All right. I really have to pee again. But still, I mean, you know, $2,500. Strip a bunch of it out. Yeah. I'm saying. Are those 4x100? Uh, yeah. XA? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Dude. You got some 4x100 racing wheels. I've got like five. I probably so, have I mean, like three different sets of 4x100 wheels in the garage right now. This almost says, this is almost like a silly thing, but like how how different is the, like if, if they're all just based off the Yaris, like how different. Just diff, buy Yaris coilovers and throw them on it. Yeah, we, well, that, but how Good. different. How different is this? Is could the motor mount be? You just do the buy the cheaper car, spend some money on a camera. Put the motor, Corolla motor in it. Or Corolla motor. And put the yes, Corolla you can. I'm um, actually. I you just you would just need to buy the XD mounts. Okay. So like that'd be fun. But the weight really isn't. The XD is way lighter than I expected. Was it like twenty six? I remember I looked it up. After it's we talked about it's it like twenty seven ninety nine. I think for or something X, for the XD. XD okay. and like that blew my mind because I was like, "Holy crap!" The 240 is at that. So like, the 240, at least in pure stock configuration, um, and the XD aren't that far apart. And it is dumb that like curb the, weight curb weight is 2665 for really the XD. Great. What about the XA? The XA is 2341. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> And I bet you could get another 200 pounds out of the uh-huh. worth of... You Yo, know. you take the airbags out alone. The airbags and the dash. It's, it's, it's the wheelbase thing, because the XD is longer. Um, but... And it's ta- it has a higher roof, too. But... Yeah, no, I, I was legitimately surprised at that. And, like... My Matrix only weighs, like, 28. The XA is the 1NZFE. Which is the 1.5 Prius motor. Right? Yeah. Same as the XB... And the XD is the 2ZRFE. Yep. 2 meter, right? Yeah. Or no, 1.8. 1.8. Yep. Yeah. It's 30 more horsepower, or roughly more it's torque. 20, it's probably a much broader torque curve. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I was... I know, like, the, t- the year I got, they, like... I hated the reviews on it, because it was just like, no, you didn't change anything. It's, like, still the same lightweight car, like... What review? For what? XDs. 2013 XD. Oh, the uh, body like, change. Because, like, XD, I didn't really understand, like, how the reviews, I mean, I get it, but, like, I feel like they should chill out with, like, some of those reviews when, like, if you have identical body style and engine and drivetrain and all that other, like, I really don't understand the reviews that, like, it kind of, like, decreases with time because they're like, oh, it didn't have more power. It's like, it's the same car that's why it doesn't have more power like just kind of like if there isn't if there isn't any changes in the following year don't 
review it. <laughs> to me, like it's like it's the same thing. Like just yeah. just be like, please refer to 2009 version. Like right. there's yeah. there's no point in like creating another review because you're reviewing the exact same car. Just it was produced slightly later, and like there's really no. I don't know. I've never understood the complaints where it's like the exact same car. Because maybe like by that time the competition has moved forward and they haven't. Yeah, but I feel like it's one of those things where like why even bother reviewing it? It's like it's like a moot point. Like you're there's no point in reviewing the newer year because nothing's changed kind of deal. Right. Like you know, why compare it why compare it to its uh what what everyone else has made, you know just be like it's the same old crap buy one if you want it but yeah like the 2009 review is like five stars and like the 2013 review is like two and a half or something because they're like nothing changed it's like but it's still the same car yeah we were really happy with it a few years ago but now so when was the body change was it not in 2013 or did they not ever do one no XD XD has only been one body okay alright I got you and of course everywhere else they got like the really funky cool diesel four-wheel drive and it was called the urban cruiser Ooh. oh yeah was it so they had an urban yeah. cruiser special okay. edition of the forerunner too god i saw like i saw people all, like videos of like like russians off-roading it where like, yeah. they had it like lifted and they had the diesel <laughs> and like the the grapply little tires and, was, oh, uh, and, and there's like land ro- land cruisers or something around it so what all-wheel drive system is it the same as like the matrix I don't know because it never came here, and it's IRS when it's really? four wheel. That's yeah. what the Matrix is. The Matrix. Oh, really? The Matrix yeah, is the Matrix IRS, IRS when it gets four wheel. Yeah, so it's, it's you a completely could you could it's, steal it's, the rim. But so for the all right, so the Matrix though was the four wheel drives were only automatic, right? Yes. So it's still not a good car. No, no, because it's a CVT, isn't it? I that I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't think, so. I don't think it's a CBT. I, very, I don't think they really did. It, it's just like then. a. It's a lame like something. Okay, something I need to again. Oh God, these like the few times I wish I still worked at Exxon because. So the Lexus, two fifty thing, which the IS two fifty. That's the beams. No. No, the, the ES. The ES. The ES is, a, is an Avalon with like. No, 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 no. Okay, there's are you, something. Are you talking about the weird hybrid, the like C. Yes, and I'm C-T-280. the only. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think the body. I it's, like that the is look of those cars. It is, it is a Matrix. Are you sure? It's a hybrid Matrix. It's got a two Absolutely liter. sure. It has a two liter hybrid in it. Yeah. But it's the body, like the chassis is a Matrix. Okay, so because it's independent rear. Yeah. And like, uh, I was looking. It's front wheel drive. What? It's a front wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. So then it can't be exactly the same as the Matrix. But the chassis, I'm saying, like, oh. the, the like the bot, like, it's a little bit longer and maybe wider, but the, the chassis the Matrix, itself The Matrix is, is all... the same as a, a Corolla. It's oh, a, yeah. It's an identical okay. chassis to the Corolla, other than, I will, like, the hatchy part, but yeah. I, I, I will tell cool. you that we literally had a CT and a Matrix in the shop at the same time, and I was, like, looking at one and the other, and, like, aside from, like, like the way the lines are run from inside to the outside of the frame rails the the, the like the frame and the underpinnings of the chassis are almost identical interesting so that isn't so if that's the case then that means that you know assuming you know we all have kajillions of dollars yeah someone could swap the independent rear from a ct and put it on 
like Matrix. Yeah, a Matrix or a Corolla. Uh, Assuming you wanted to go like, like, balls to the wall crazy for some performance mod. The problem with that then is now you have this very heavy subframe, and yes, shut your mouth. And like, yeah, you have the IRS, <laughs> but like, I mean, it can't be heavier than a solid rear axle. It's not that heavy. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's a, Jordan's twist, right that there. That twist beam is not heavy. Yeah, right? like yeah. the rear, the rear, the, uh, looking because I've seen the CT's rear, and it's pretty clear it's gonna weigh a buttload. I'll tell you this too. Um, maybe it's just the one that we have that comes in all the time, but it it literally eats rear tires constantly. The CT, like every yeah, like every. 25,000 miles we're putting new tires on the rear end. It like, just, it's chop. not even like it has so much camber, but it just eats the inside of the tires out completely. Uh, mm. Is it, it? It's like, it's camberware, not chop or anything? It's not chop. It's camberware. Oh, um, but what we don't know and what we can't figure out is like if maybe they're loading it down inappropriately. And they, of course, won't tell us that. Yeah. Um, they're not. But... So I don't so, know that do you that's carry bricks a problem. In here? Yeah, like you know, and then like the last time it came in, it had like one bag of fertilizer in it, and we were like, uh, oh, they're carrying like you yeah. know, they're carrying like eighty bags of fertilizer, yep. of course. Yep. But then we asked them, and they were like, no, you know, not usually. You know, that one bag is just to do our garden. So, not uh, usually. Yeah. That means like every day. I, you know, we haven't been able to figure it out. Like all those, all and those. We, you know, they're paying for the tires, so it's not like you know we'll come at them and be like, "Listen, there's a problem. Like, we need to address this." And they don't care. They just pay us for tires every time. And we've lined it like three times too. We've got a huge. There, I say we because I was part timing there like yeah. last week. Um, Exxon has like a huge pothole on the uh, on going past it right now, uh-huh. and like people keep going just like at speed, and they're like Audis and stuff like. Wow, they blow out the tire immediately pull on the Exxon <laughs> and like and they're they're like buying all these tires and we're, and they're like there was one lady who was even asked like who who was responsible for yeah, this? Yeah. Like you guys were at fault or you something. Guys are sponsoring like, that like, right? And we're like, no, like <laughs> it's just convenient for us. That is really funny. Is that Richmond City there or Henrico County? Oh, it's a pissing They probably contest. don't know. That's probably why it hasn't been no, fixed. No, okay. Spray okay. paint a giant penis around it. Somebody will come fix it. So yeah. the front, the front half of that of that station, and I know this from when when they robbed, it got robbed, and I was the one being robbed. Um, <laughs> I got robbed, internet. Uh, <laughs> so the front end of the station is um, is Richmond. So the gas pumps are Richmond. The the building. <laughs> The building is uh, Henrico, so the gas pumps are Richmond. Really? The shop is Henrico. Because how is that taxed? I have no <laughs> idea. But I know that like when I called when I called in the robbery, both Henrico and Richmond showed up, and there was a minor pissing contest as to who <laughs> got it. But then it was Richmond took over because like they had like dogs and like way more cars there, wow. and like they sent those guys running and like. Yeah, but funny. it's just a weird property line. But yeah, that I want to say that portion is Richmond. But of course, nobody nobody claims responsibility for that in that area. Yeah, yeah. You know, who, who wants to claim responsibility for jacking up everyone's tires on that section? Yeah. That is super convenient, though. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, like for them, like, yeah, no, they're selling like all those Audis that come through with like, now that Audi 
pretty much everybody's going like the crazy low profiles for everything mm-hmm. for yeah. like that uh, reducing roll roll resistance. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, that just <laughs> Richmond is just like money city for tires because like, oh god, especially like run flats. Run flats always blow out like on the sidewall. Like they always cut the sidewall. Which you is ever just, felt the sidewall on an all on a run flat tire? Have you ever you mounted ever a run flat tire? Yeah. Yes, I oh, have. Yeah. It's miserable. It's horrible. You said what? Run, run flats? flats? Right. They're mm-hmm. horrible. Mounting them? You said they're soft? No. It's like... They suck. It's like they mounting... Suck. It, it's you like said they suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said they're, they're soft. They I was like, yo, so, you're psycho. They are so heavy. They're the, terrible. The sidewall's like thicker than the track. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Um, yes. And they still cut, like... like we, you, uh... The... Uh, Sienna all-wheel drive came with run flats from the factory um, and they last maybe 11,000 miles. Because there's no room for the spare now with the, the all-wheel drive system. Yeah. Just be glad you don't have a Honda Odyssey with the pack system. The what? The packs system on the Honda Odyssey? The, you're talking about that weird tire size? The metric tire size? No. What? No. No. This what, the, packs, the packs? The pack system... So Honda had a Honda Odyssey... That they had claimed the tires on it were the tires for life. Okay. And it was it was a supposedly a run flat, but the way they did it was they had this basically giant chunk of plastic inside the wheel. Oh it, I am familiar with like, that. <laughs> no, yeah. And like so if the tire went flat, like you were essentially yeah. just driving on a giant plastic yeah. wheel. But in order to get new tires, you couldn't just go in and get new tires. You would come in and they would remove your wheels and tires and put on a new set of wheels and tires. Then send the wheels and tires to a special facility wherever where... Well, Michelin. Michelin Michelin had to build... Yeah, Michelin had to build the tire on the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was the case. So yeah, you had to send them out. That is some bullshit. Yeah, there was a huge, Oh, yeah, no, there's a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, in order to get... So, if... Assuming you didn't do the lawsuit or whatever, in order to get a set of new tires for those cars, it costs you something like four grand or more. And on top of it, if you wanted to just say, screw this, unbolt them, and go to aftermarket wheels, you had to get the... I want to say it was like the ECU reflashed to remove the pack system because it was part of the... Yeah. No, we had a customer try and switch over and like he had to get his... He had to get his... Uh, I mean, as long as you use the same overall tire diameter and you no, it was the weight. sensors... It the was weight? The weight of the, the wheel weight? was dramatically different. So the what ABS that, oh, freaked the AB, out. What? No. Or something. No, it, we, we talked to Honda about it because the, we said the customer wanted to switch to a regular wheel. Uh-huh. And say screw this pack system. How and recent was the system? It was like it was this, like the second gen Honda Odyssey. Um, I want to say it was 04, 06 or I've 04. never heard of this. this it was crazy. it's the same Honda Odyssey that had the the metric tire sizes, and it was which an, also involved a huge lawsuit. So that that Honda Odyssey is is I mean aside from like the just tragic transmission. That's yeah. In it, uh, that that Honda Odyssey, that generation of it's Honda Odyssey, is, is riddled with plagues. It was also so wide it wouldn't fit on like, I mean we had like a really old one post lifts, 
but it like one post list. Yeah. Yeah, man. From the middle. All right, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like so you're brown... those. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. As it goes up, it rotates slightly. No. Yeah. No, we we had one that would like, because it wasn't serviced, it would get condemned regularly. I'm not ever telling, saying out the full name of that shop because I don't want to ruin them. Um, but <laughs> like we said, it was at you know the corner of. Oh crap! Yeah, I, didn't, I think there's another Exxon on. So screw them. Um, <laughs> all all the Exxons on are screwed. There there was one lift for a while that was like messed up, and it would like. When it started getting to the top, or no, it would get it, it, if you let it raise all the way to the top and then lower it down, it would go like, goop, 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 and drop yeah, like yeah. two inches at a time, yeah. and like the whole car would shake. Um, you know, one posts are exciting. If you ever work on one, um, call OSHA and yeah. set a lawsuit and just sit on your laurels and collect some money. Well, um, are all one post lifts like not OSHA approved now? No, they're just super lifts, old. No one uses them. The in ground lifts, as a general, like, it's they're just you can't service them anymore. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to deal with them. Every so they just they, they don't get serviced. So none of them are OSHA approved because they haven't inspected or or, or serviced. Every lift, uh, every at lift a, at the Toyota dealership that I used to work at at an undisclosed shop. All in like thirty three lifts in that shop are in ground lifts. Really? They're they're two posts for real. Even after the remodel. Yeah, they're wow. all. It's all in ground two post lifts. Oh, but it's two post. They got yeah. That's two that's, that's but two posts still are. Yeah. They're not new. No, they get them serviced. They, they do get them. They service do service them. Yeah. Are, okay, so those one posts. The one posts are so sketchy. They had those at Sears when I worked there. One, the one posts at that station were there when the station was made. Yeah. The station has been there. I want to say it was like 1960 something. But yeah, that those, they replaced the arms on them. I think hmm. once that I, I am aware of. But I mean, there's I a, there's a, there's like inspection like certification stickers on lifts that have to be like <laughs> done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, if you if you work there and you saw that, you just yeah. call up OSHA and be like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's I mean that was that's the thing about the in ground lifts is that like I mean they leak fluid into the ground. Yeah. And like you don't you there's not really any kind of way to like check that or or fix that. They they gave us core, they they came to the shop and did core samples of the soil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> and they found problems. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> we had like we had there was like an oil trap in the back for like uh, the stormwater. Okay. And like it was never properly fully installed ever, and we had been like using it. <laughs> oh man. And they were like, yeah, they were just like, yeah, this thing like doesn't work at all, and it's just been seeping into the soil. Oh my god. And they did nothing about it. We got fined a crap load. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what happened with it. It got a huge fine, and we paid it, and we moved on. We'll wait till the next round of fines. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's the beauty of third party shops, man. Like, you. Uh... I don't know. Our um, uh, I work at an independent shop, and uh, they just not just, but uh, maybe three years ago, just had all new lifts put in. And I guess, you know, the, the guy who, who owns that shop, he's pretty good about that kind of thing just because he, he likes having, he likes being able to work on the newest stuff. So, you know, he keeps like... No, that's smart. I mean, like... We just bought a new Snap-on scanner. Um, we just bought a new Altel scanner because that can do key programming. Oh. Yeah, for like, for Nissan, I guess the new Nissan system is weird or something. 
but it can also do all the Hondas and Toyotas that we've always done too. So, so but, that I'm, that shop that I work at is is nice. It's good about he, that. But he's he he's like a car guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a drag racer. But yeah, see, our the owner at this shop was an insurance salesman. Okay. Yeah, so like he doesn't know. He's just in it for the money. Yeah, like. He is really good with his customers. He always does right by them if they like have any complaints. But like his understanding of cars is like nothing. And so like he's the owner's honest, but like he could be running that thing a lot better. Mm. Mm. So now it's about businesses. <laughs> yeah, how to run your shop. Well, it's been kind of a not very structured episode talking about a bunch of random crap but uh if you want to find us online what what do you guys do you have anything you can plug as far as social media stuff or like where to find you if you people want to follow what you've been working on stuff like that so i i have an instagram that's probably the easiest way c.crehan c-r-e-e-h-a-n uh i don't post much about cars but it's uh you can Watch me cook food and uh, rip my pants. <laughs> um, my Instagram is S-A-A-V-E-D-R-O 88. I post a lot of the, uh, uh, all the progress on my RX-7 um, and any of my other project cars, um, as well as um, cool cars that I see, um, work that I do, or events that I go to. They'll all be on there. I'm also Free Candy Media on Instagram. Um, where you'll see a lot more of the event type things, show type things, um, and uh, like completed project cars and things like that. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Daily Downshift. That's pretty much where I post all my cars. It's pretty much just car stuff. Every now and then there's other things, but uh, if you want to see more, I guess more detailed build log, build thread type things and random articles that I'll get, you know, the desire to write something, I'll write a random article and just post it on there. My blog is dailydownshift.blogspot.com. That's pretty much it. So have a good night. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, that's right. The the first thing they do is they show the thing from first contact where like the Vulcans come down and Zephyr Cochran walks up. He's like, hmm. But instead, like when they go live long and prosper, Zephyr Cochran can't do it with his hand. And he kind of goes like, and he pulls out a shotgun, blows the Vulcan away, and then he's like, "Take the ship!" And then the it opens up with like the intro, and it sh- it has like complete, it has like this ominous music, and it's like, and it shows like the Enterprise like sweeping over planets and blowing up. Is that like, wh- is that where the USS Vengeance comes from? No, the USS Vengeance was in. That was just in the movie. What movie? That was in Star Trek Two. Okay. Um, the the newer the, the newer Star Trek Two. Oh. Oh, um, the JJ Abrams. Star yeah, JJ okay. Abrams. <laughs> the bad one. Um, but the worst. The one third there. the third Abrams was decent. trash. What decent? I, everything was wrong. What? I was, what? I got they, like they, twenty they, minutes into the movie and I stopped watching oh, it. I they, thought it was so much better. Than there was one? so much inconsistency. There well, was... I don't even care about inconsistencies. I just thought it was a boring ass movie, and maybe it got better. But all the reviews I read about it were bad, and I was like, you know what? On like, principle, I'm gonna watch it. I love J.J. Abrams. I love Star Trek, but I couldn't even finish it. Yeah, no, like the volume of enemy ships changed like at random, and then like there was simple stuff where you're just like, wait, what? We're like. Yeah. They're on the crashed Enterprise or something, and he's like, oh, we gotta, like, you know, they're trying to, like, run and make escape. And he, like, pulls out a hand phaser, 
and he points it at the at the screen or wall or whatever, like the view screen, and blows through it. And it's like, wait, hold up. On a spaceship? Yeah, it's like, this ship just withstood ship-to-ship combat. Yeah. And, like, that thing didn't explode. And then he pulls out a hand thing. It's like, <laughs> right through the wall. I'm just like, there's literally been, like, episodes of Star Trek where, like, well, we should face through it. And it's like, well, we can't because it's too thick. And it's like, <laughs> they just threw all that out the window. That's, uh, I have one episode I, that I never edited. I knew that... Well, I I, assume, I I was worried about Star Trek when they tapped J.J. Abrams for the Star Wars movies. I knew that he was going to just like basically just drop out of Star Trek. And it made me mad because I really wanted to see him do good Star Trek movies. Like a good Star Trek series. They might be fixing it coming up. So Patrick Stewart and Quentin Tarantino are working together on a Star Trek. Yeah, combo, right? Like, yeah, where did that come that from? Exists. That might be a good ass movie. Yeah, though. that might it's be amazing. Be radar. They confirmed it's gonna be radar. Really? Wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. Should we start recording again? We are recording. Should we oh. wait? Corey back up. Oh, you did start recording? Mm-hmm. Just put like the Star this Trek shit at the Star end. Star Trek podcast. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get into Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> My first warp drive. Oh, God. Um, I actually went to see the last of the original? Of the uh, Captain Picard movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. In theaters with my father. Oh, me too. Um, I was that was a- like my first Star Trek experience. Really? Yeah. You um, got in the game late. Oh yeah, way late. Just I was okay late. with Nemesis. I'm the only one though. Um, I, I mean, I like anything with Tom Hardy in it, but that's just me. And then, uh, maybe it wasn't the last one. Maybe it was the one before that the last Nemesis one. Nemesis was the last one. What was the one before? Because Nemesis... Insurrection? Insurrection was hot garbage. Nemesis was like a really huge ship run by Tom Hardy. Yeah. And like, he... Spoilers. He rams... He, yeah, he runs into rams it. rams into it. So that, that's Nemesis. He kills Data. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, what was the one before Nemesis? I think it was Insurrection. Yeah. What, which was what happened? Uh, they find that there's a planet where if you live so on it, forgettable. yeah, if you live on it, you basically like live. Oh yeah, and Jordy takes off his visor. Yes. Yeah. That and was like, the first. And, like the bad guys have like the face stretching machine yes. thing. Yeah. That was my first Star Trek experience. That was not a good one. That was yeah. just like a two-parter from the series. It would, there was no reason for it to yeah. be. Yeah. No. Um. And so I like I remember that my father was upset about that movie, and so he rented or like at at the time you could rent uh, Enterprise or uh, excuse me um, TNG uh, uh, VHSs from Blockbuster. Yeah. So there were like four episodes on a VHS or whatever. Um, and so we did that. Better. That was like yes. every Friday night we'd go get a new yeah, VHS awesome. of TNG. We did so, that with Deep Space Nine and DVDs. I watched a lot of, of TNG on TV as a child. Okay. But like the like the main thing that me and my dad did like as a bonding thing, like me and my dad, this was our thing, is we would watch every now and then we would get together and we would watch one of the original movies mm. and then like have a movie night with like one through six. Undiscovered Country. And I Voyage love Home. Undiscovered Country. That is such a good movie. I don't mind it. 
Wrath of Khan, you can't beat Wrath of Khan. It's like one of the best movies ever, not just Star Trek. It's I just so like that they jacked a Klingon bird of prey, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm gonna try one of these awful beers. Okay. <laughs> um, grab me something that looks good. Okay. PBR. Is there a PBR in there? No, I'm just making sure. I'd be shocked. There's a berry sandy, a jubilala. A jubilale? Yeah, give me that. 